If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, April 12th. The U.S. equity futures indices are suffering mild declines. So you have the S&P futures off eight points. That's about 20 basis points. NASDAQ futures also are off about 20 basis points. Dow futures are down about 25 basis points. So 20 to 25 basis point decline for U.S. equity futures, relatively mild pullback from record highs. Asia, um, the major European indices are trading off about 20 basis points overall, pushing outperformance in autos, insurance, real estate, and healthcare, underperformance in basic resources, banks, and tech, along with retail. Asia generally finished in the red across the board. There were a couple of pockets of outperformance, including Taiwan and Korea. So a couple of items to note this morning. Powell's 60 Minutes interview, which um, CBS started airing excerpts of Sunday morning. The the full interview hit um, Sunday night. Um, you know, he was relatively sanguine on growth. And so I think that was kind of the headline on a lot of the summary articles this morning. And so that's being construed as quote unquote mildly hawkish. I think the full interview was much more balanced than some of the headlines would suggest. So he is sanguine on the outlook as he has been, but he also caveats that with warnings about how, you know, the U.S. is still, the U.S. economy is still a long way from pre-pandemic employment and inflation levels. So, um, you know, I don't think the message is changing at all. We've heard from Powell on numerous occasions over the last several weeks. Um, I don't think he's really using a 60 minutes interview to dramatically alter the near-term outlook for policy. So he spoke last Thursday and then he'll speak again this Wednesday. I, I, I um, you know, I think the message is going to stay the same. So, um, all Fed officials are, are relatively bullish on the growth outlook. Um, you know, the question is, I think, what comes after all the fiscal stimulus runs out? Um, and then, you know, to the extent there are still remaining COVID risks, that's also uh, an issue that's weighing on the Fed. So I don't think you're going to see a real shift. Although, I, you know, I will say that the the message from the Fed about how there is no need to shift policy at, at the moment, um, you know, it's increasingly incongruous with the way data is unfolding. So you saw Kaplan on Friday, the Dallas Fed president, you know, somewhat break from the traditional standard line and talking about how he will be advocating for tapering sooner rather than later. Um, you know, just given that there are financial imbalance risks that are rising, given how growth is is very strong at the moment. So, you know, long story short, the Fed isn't really shifting its near-term outlook. Um, I don't think the 60 Minutes interview is a big deal. I think Powell will kind of um, reiterate his standard message on Wednesday. But I do think that you're going to start to see at the margins, Fed officials start to, start to kind of fray from that standard line and acknowledge how, you know, there does need to be a conversation about how, you know, policy may need to evolve um, over the coming quarters, just given how growth is unfolding. So that's, um, you know, the 60 Minutes interview is probably one of the bigger macro headlines for this morning. The tenor of U.S. COVID news, um, you know, certainly regressed a little bit in the last couple of days. So the Johnson Johnson vaccine in particular, they continue to have supply problems. So Johnson Johnson does not have FDA authorization to manufacture that vaccine in the U.S., 
largely because of that emergent biosciences plant in Baltimore, which has come under enormous um, regulatory scrutiny. So the Johnson Johnson supplies um, are erratic at the moment. So there's a steep drop off this week as far as what's being shipped out to states that will impact the pace of vaccinations. Um, there's also some safety issues. So Europe is investigating um, some blood clot risks around the Johnson Johnson vaccine. You know, I don't really think that's altering the, the trajectory of the U.S. battle against COVID. I think for the most part, the vaccination figures are still very healthy. Um, you know, you're still on track to achieve herd immunity by May. Um, but you you are seeing a kind of mild setback in the, the tenor of U.S. COVID news. Um, in Europe, the, you know, the headlines... Are, are still very negative um, with regards to the European battle against COVID. But you are seeing the vaccination numbers, which is what stocks really focus on, much more than transmission. Stocks really care about the pace of vaccination. That's starting to increase in Europe. So, you know, Europe is definitely a month, if not more, behind the U.S., but it is now kind of... Um, you know, starting to really pick up the pace of vaccination. So to the extent the reopening trade in the U.S. is very much played out where, you know, it's very much the consensus view that the U.S. is on track to conquer COVID within the next month. Um, and a lot of the reopening stocks are kind of back to where they were before the pandemic. So there's not a lot to really play in the U.S. That uh, That is a little different in Europe where you are seeing, um, you know, news will start to get a lot better in Europe while the perception is still very negative. Nothing all that new to say about U.S. fiscal policy. So Congress is fully back in session this week. You're going to see a ton of headlines around Build Back Better as the legislative process unfolds and the Senate and the House start to consider that bill. Um, you know, again, I think investors have kind of come to a few conclusions. This will be passed on a fully partisan basis. You're not going to see any Republican um, participation, which means the House and the Senate, Democrats in the House and the Senate need to be nearly 100% aligned. Remember, Pelosi's majority is about as thin as Schumer's is in the Senate. So you have to have the party fully on board with whatever you're going to pass um, to, to get, you know, to get the simple majorities that you need um, for a bill to go back to Biden's desk. Um, you know, the White House is talking about how they want to see substantial progress by Memorial Day. Um, you know, we'll have to see how all that unfolds. You know, I think you're looking at a ceiling on the corporate rate of 25%, not the 28% that is being proposed by the White House. Um I also think it's looking very likely that you're going to see the SALT deduction get reinstated. Um, the big wild card is just the global minimum tax, which is an enormously complex matter um, that needs to be negotiated at international level. And then that international agreement has to get put to Congress um, and passed into law. So that is the real wild card. Um, I, I think that it's kind of too complex for its own good, just like the border adjustment tax and probably will, um, you know, will collapse under the weight of its complexity. But We'll, we'll kind of have to see how that unfolds. Um, a few economic numbers and none of them are really impacting trading. You have a lot of M&A on the tape, both announced deals and speculated ones. So Microsoft buying Nuance is probably the big speculated deal. That's about $16 million. Um, and you have a few, under, uh, few, few other smaller deals as well. Just quickly for this week, the big focus is going to be on earnings. So things kick off Wednesday morning with the banks. The week will be largely focused on bank earnings. Um, a couple of other items for this week to note, um, you know, you have a couple of meetings today. So Biden's going to be hosting a meeting on semiconductor supply chains. Um, you know, I, I suspect you'll see a lot of headlines out of that. I don't think you're going to see any real um, material announcements. Um, like I said before, you're going to have Congress fully back in session. So a lot of meetings taking place around Build Back Better, um, China economic numbers, 
including Q1 GDP on Friday. You have the U.S. CPI on um, Tuesday. And then you have a bunch of Fed speakers, including Powell and Clarita, both on Wednesday. You also do have a lot of Treasury sales. Um, so that's being watched as a possible upside yield risk. So that is essentially everything for today. There's a lot more to go through. I have everything in the piece, um, including news around Alibaba and and a bunch of other company-specific stories. Um, But that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.